What's going on, guys? AJ here, uh, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. If you just listened, uh, you heard me thinking, um, and I'm thinking because I literally just got off a very interesting phone call with a former Google, um, a former Google recruiter that was talking to me about their comp models and different ways they look at what's fair and what's not fair and transparency and a lot of different things. And um, I don't know, something I thought that was interesting. I, I, you guys probably guessed it. I didn't agree with everything they said, but, 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 but her perspectives were interesting. So a couple things, first thing that they do is, um, is, they do a great job of avoiding the racial and gender pay gap situation that is just going crazy in America, not only right now, but probably for the last 15 years, 20 years, 50 years. I don't know. Um, they they pay you based off of what they pay for the role. So if you're a engineer, you get paid based off of what Google deems an engineer should get paid, you know, and then they slot it. So. If your background says you've been an engineer for nine years, then you'll fall between the eight and 10 year gap of, or slot rather. So they have an eight. So if you've been an engineer, um, you're eight to year 10, there's a slotted kind of salary. And he, and and, and the, the person I was talking to, not he, she, she sorry about that. Um, the person I was talking to was, um, was referring to kind of what the NFL did years ago, about 10 years ago now, probably, where they kind of slotted salaries um, for, for for players so that there wasn't any sort of um, negotiations or, or jealousy or, well, I was picked, you know, number nine. Why does the guy at number 12 have a higher bonus? And like, they didn't want to get into that game. So they kind of slotted things. She kind of reference the same example. So I, I think that was interesting, right? So no matter if you're a person of color, you're a woman, whatever you are, um, you uh, you can come into the organization and you know what you're getting paid and you know that's slotted. You know that is based off of something that was objectively decided on the value they feel the job brings to the world, not necessarily how great you were in the interview process or how amazing you are as a person or your, your skin color or your, um, or your gender. So I I thought that was interesting. Um, I guess where I disagree, not with that perspective, but just the overall conversation, she was, she then went on to talk about why at Google, it is fair to pay someone 900 K that is the best engineer in the company, opposed to someone that maybe is the 50th best and pay them 600K. And how she did really struggle throughout her career to understand why certain startups and small businesses and and then inevitably big businesses and and tech companies are always struggling with trying to make things fair. She said, objectively, LeBron James, when he plays on the Heat or the Cavaliers or now the Lakers, I don't think anyone on that team, uh, you know, is debating why LeBron James gets $30 million and why they maybe get $1 million. I don't think anyone's debating that conversation. They understand the performance, the value that he brings to the table, just completely um, like oversteps, sidesteps, and like bulldozes the value they can bring, right? And I get that. But but here's where we differ in the business world. And now I'm not saying basketball is not the business world, but here's what I'm saying 
you know, and I, I like to call like everyday human being world because I think athletes are kind of like on another level and that's a whole nother kind of thing. Um, here's my thought. My thought is this, and I've, and I've struggled with this and you guys know me, I'm a hybrid. I don't really have all the, all the right kind of procedures and strategies and structures and frameworks. And, you know, my ideas are very out of the box, but here's my thought. You know, what I've done when I pay people, what I've done when I've, you know, been a VP people trying to put these pay structures in place. I've tried to find ways to make it contextual. So I've tried to find ways to keep within the policies of law that are in place to protect these type of conversations and protect these type of scenarios, which don't always work, but I've tried to be contextual. And what I mean by contextual is, you know, I think, I think human beings work in two different ways. I think human beings, number one, I think they work off of what the ideal comfortable world for them looks like. They want to be able to have enough money to do that. And that brings a certain level of calmness to their to their brain, to their life, to their perspectives, to their ideals, to to their world. Um, and then I think there's another plane, you know, a kind of different type of person or a different scenario or a different perspective that you could probably have a debate around, which is once you get beyond that. And now we're not talking necessities. We're talking like the way you want to see your life work, right? Vacation, savings account, you know, uh, investments, um, tuitions for your kids' schools, housing, neighborhood location, car. Like once you get to a certain level where at a very base level, you have your basis covered around how you saw your life playing out. Then the next conversation goes into kind of the performance, you know, um, uh, motivational, um, you know, uh, very, I don't want to call the word aggressive, but, um, there's, there's individuals. What am I trying to say? There's individuals, there's leaders, there's people, there's employees, there's executives that are very competitive. And once you get beyond the first scenario I just gave you, then they get into, well, I believe I'm the best engineer. I believe I'm the best coder. I believe I'm the best designer. I believe I'm the best marketer. I believe I'm the best copywriter. I believe I'm the best whatever. And the amount of weight that I'm pulling for this company is definitely significant. So my pay should reflect that. And I think there's valid. I think there's validity in that. And maybe I'll make another episode for that alone. But I guess what I'm saying and where I'm lying, and I'm really just kind of giving you guys my background and my perspective on this. And I really don't even have a tip to give. I'm just maybe venting here for a moment. I guess where I'm sitting is I want to see more companies at least solve the first issue. Like Google is a rare example. No one at Google can ever have a debate that their that their basis of the way they want to see their lives play out from a base perspective is not happening. So don't even think about that. But for startups and small businesses and companies out there, I want to see you guys at least do the first, at least have some sort of contextual process where you can audit and have a one on one discussion with Andrew, with Sarah, with Bob, with Derek, and 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 make contextual decisions on what they're getting paid based off of the contextual nature of their job. I mean, of their life, rather. I think that's a good thing to do. I think it's a good idea. Now, how you do that procedurally and legally, 
I've always found that difficult because then you get into a situation where there's compare and contrast. There's people that don't feel they're being paid fairly. Well, why? Because he has his grandmother and seven kids living with him. Why does his overall salary and benefits and things of that nature not reflect the contextual needs that I have? Because I'm a single man living in an apartment with a with a Ford Focus. And, and like there's like you can only you can only get so contextual. But I do believe that the tip that I'm giving you is you have to find a way to make it contextual. Like you have to find a way to live into someone's actual reality and understand and unpack what they actually want to see out of life and what they will actually want to have out of life tangibly and find a way to match that and get that to them and make that possible. Let's start there. I don't think enough companies are even doing that. They're assuming that 45K, because that's the industry standard, is going to take care of that. One conversation that I don't talk about a lot on this podcast and really at a macro level is, you know, the, 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 the benefit and the conversation and the impact finances plays in the world of employee experience. I don't talk about this a lot. I don't have to actually bring this up often and it plays a, it plays somewhat of a major factor. I believe it is a good idea to not look at the industry standards, not look at pollings and recordings and metrics and data and, you know, hire some outside consultancy firm to figure out what's the industry. I don't I don't think you should do that. Go on LinkedIn and do all that bullshit. Don't worry about what the company over there is doing or what they did for their CMO or what they did for their for their CEO or what they did for their executive assistant. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about if you're paying five grand over what the other employer paid and they should be grateful. Fuck all that. That's that's where I get annoyed. That's where I get upset. Be contextual to what that human being needs or wants in a good way, in a logical way. And you got to balance that out as well, right? You can't have employees coming in there and say, I want to make $600,000 because based off of my base needs and based off of my contextual reality of life, I need a Maybach and I need diamond earrings every other month and all this shit. Like, obviously, you have to get very, um, you know, you have to get practical. But I do want to see a world that looks a little bit more contextual. Instead of looking at reports, looking at LinkedIn, looking at other companies, look inside your goddamn self. Look inside what the what the actual people that you have right now, the actual 85 people you have in your company right now, contextually, what do they need? And then keep changing based off of those realities. Things may change in their life. Grandma may come back when she left. Someone's husband may go down for six months and maybe their, their needs change. They may have a new baby in this world and maybe their finances need to change. Their desires to move to a different neighborhood because of certain complexities that have happened with their children's school, that may change what they need financially. And I think it is your duty, it is your job to find a way to help them accomplish their goals that they have. Because of course they're gonna help you try to get your dream off the ground, which is to continue to run this company. So it's a win-win. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Um, I don't know how that looks practically for every company at a macro. I know how I've done it for certain companies, but I don't know how that looks practically. Um, it's it's a tricky slope that you have to avoid. So I don't know how scalable it is, but I think the essence, the, the core, the energy of what I'm saying, someone at, this, at companies that are listening to this right now, someone needs to... Um, try to find a way to embrace that. 
because I think there's a lot of value in, bra- in, in embracing that. I really, really do. So um, those are my thoughts. Those are my perspectives. Um, not much else to say. Thanks a lot, guys.